Okay. Yay. Um, so, hey guys, this is the fifth podcast. Um, welcome to Seeing It This Way. And I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm here with my wonderful, amazing, lovely friend, puppy, uh, Emily Smizer. And she's in California right now, which is super sad. Uh, but Emily and I have been friends since freshman year of college, and we lived together sophomore year, and we listened to a fair amount of email music. <laughs> and um, <laughs> this band that we're going to talk about today means a lot to both of us. But I want Emily to introduce herself, so pop, say whatever you want about yourself. <laughs> All right, hi, I'm Emily. Um, oh, I can see you back. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> um, I yeah, save today specifically means a lot to me as a band and emo in general. I always think that I'm like done growing up with it and. Uh, <laughs> I never am. Wise, yeah. <laughs> it, it will never end. Um, but uh, I, as I've embraced a lot of different genres of music, that one will always be the tenderest in my heart. Uh, 100%, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, you can't, you think you're done, you'll never be done. You'll always, you'll always have feelings. You just have to be compassionate to yourself about it. <laughs> um, and I will say, <laughs> interestingly enough, because normally when people do, like, introductions, they'll talk about, like, their writing or their band or whatever. I think you're the first person I've, I'm doing a podcast with that doesn't have a band or doesn't, like, write, like, oh, man, online. I'm such a loser. <laughs> so if you have something to plug, maybe, like, your coffee shop. No, I don't know. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I'm, oh, well, all right. Yeah, I'm a barista turned uh, coffee shop career now as I'm still plugging along for my fourth year in this shop and managing it which is fucked up but okay I'm an ice cream enthusiast that's my plug I mean you're gonna see my ice cream shop in the next few years she does make amazing ice cream at her home and soon to be outside of the home hopefully I just um, had my first bulk order that I've ever made. I made 50 sandwiches, 50 ice cream sandwiches for my friend's birthday party a couple weeks ago. It's like a ridiculous production. Dang. I was so in over my head. Um, yeah, that's that's my number one passion of life is ice cream, I would say. Um, yep. Uh, really great A-plus goal. Uh, okay, yeah, so that's Emily. Okay, so Emily, like she said, we're talking about Saves the Day, uh, and we're going to mostly focus on Can't Slow Down, which is, as Emily described, what did you say it was? It was your... I don't know. Some kind of album. My gateway? My gateway album. No. <laughs> 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 Can't Slow Down is like the marijuana, and then uh, through being yeah. cool. Oh, I, Okay, that's fine. Whatever. Um, so Can't Slow Down means a lot to her. Um, so we're going to mostly talk about that and then a little bit of Through Being Cool, although that might become another podcast because that's like a very, very important album. And I have a lot to say about Through Being Cool, less to say about Can't Slow Down, but still have things to say. So, um, yeah, we'll see how this goes. <laughs> Just ebbs and flows. We'll see. Um, so do you want to say anything else about emo in general or do you want to talk, just get into saves the day um yeah i can i mean emo <laughs> it's uh I, it's so perfect because it's so unabashedly self-indulgent you know <laughs> that, yes. and and so it's just like it's the perfect genre for for coming of age mm. and you're always like you think you're done coming of age when you're like 13 and then when you're like 16 and then when you're 20 and whatever yep, yep. Um, i'm not i'm still not yep um, and emo is so, it's so good because there's just this, um, there's this like supreme irony of listening to somebody else describe so perfectly how it feels to be alone, you know? So you're like, <laughs> you're like, no one understands me except this band and also everybody else who likes this band. Yeah. Okay. You guys are cool too. You know? <laughs> yes. Uh, and, um, yes. and I also, I thought it would be apt to mention like it took me a really long time to actually accept the title emo um mm -hmm. 
Like at first I just wanted to tell people I liked hardcore. Right. Um, yeah. and it was, and that's like at that prime time, I was, you know, I'm like 13 and it's like, so it's cool to talk smack about the genres of music that the popular kids were listening to. Um, and that was also when dashboard confessional was getting really popular. Yep. And so, <laughs> and so, and that's what, like, that's what we called emo, like quiet, sad sap music, you know? Yep. Um, and then uh, like, as a side note, of course I secretly liked, liked him too, but I didn't want to admit that to my hardcore friends yep. uh but anyway uh this is so you know then i i realized i liked emo boys and so that, <laughs> that put things in perspective for me oh god all yeah. of a sudden then i decided i wanted to be emo and then i could start calling the music i was listening to emo too um and but now like now when i think about it emo is um synonymous with that like late 90s early 2000s, like, Long Island, New Jersey sound. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's, I think it was kind of like a spectrum of sound. Like, Saves the Day, to me, is most representative of the genre. I know, I'm like, whatever, I'm biased, I'm plugging it. But, <laughs> um, but then, like, with Dashboard on the softest side of it, and then bands with the occasional, like, screaming, like, thrice or the used um, on the abrasive, thrashy side, you know? Yeah, and I'm, Emily and I both use, like, thrice a lot. So that's oh, my God. There was a time in my life, like, really a solid, I don't know, two years, three years, when they were, like, they did not move from my favorite band spot, which is funny now to think about, but whatever. Yeah. Um, Middle school's hard. No. <laughs> Dude, seriously. The thing I love about emo is, like, no fucking shame, man. Like, I totally unabashedly, like, love Fall Out Boy and, like, love all that shit. But it's funny because so many people throughout the podcast have talked about sort of, like, Dashboard and how that was kind of, like, maybe the most embarrassing kind of emo. <laughs> and, like, how, like, when you're, like, 13, you feel like you need to distance from it. And then when you're older, you're like, who fucking cares? They, you're like, I actually love Screaming Infidelities. Who doesn't? You're lying to yourself. Like, uh, um... Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. So it's really funny that it's like everyone has a similar trajectory of kind of like the mainstream emo, and then like how you're like, I'm not. That's not me. But then you're like, I, but also I'm listening to like saves the day, like or like whatever it is, and it's kind of like actually, the, yeah, that's all one thing. Like that's all part of the one thing. Like it sounds different, obviously, but it's, um, yeah, part of as Leora said in the first one, like the tree of emo, and those are all branches or whatever um, of the waves of emo. Because <laughs> he's such an asshole, but um, <laughs> but I feel like you said something too. Oh, like that, like being alone, and how like people can, like these bands are like saying things that perfectly like kind of encapsulate like what it, how you're feeling when you feel alone. And I think, in the, and the brand new one, I think we talk about that a lot. Kind of how the connection with the audience that it's like this feeling that's kind of new to you. It's like all these intense feelings of adolescence and angst, and you don't know exactly how to articulate it. And it's like this band has one, this you know, this one line, and you're like, that's it. That is exactly how I'm feeling. And it's, like, the most melodramatic thing in the world. And you're like, there it is. Writing it on my Zanga. There it is. Like, <laughs> it's, like, the my most... away message. Yeah. <laughs> my away message. Like, yeah. And it's, like, the most cathartic thing ever, though. Like, it's just, under, like, realizing that you're not the only angsty person. That was, like, incredibly important for me as um, an 8th and ninth grader, et cetera, et cetera. And, yeah, Saves the Day was a huge part of that. In 8th and ninth grade, that was, like, a very, very, very big part of that. Um, and especially living on Long Island, like, they were very much, like, a grassroots band. And they're technically, half of them are from New Jersey, but whatever. Um, it was still a thing where you would go to a show, and it was a very much, like, a local show, and everyone would be singing all the words, and it was, like, very much an experience. And the same thing happens, like, I know we both saw them recently, the Through Being Cool tour, and it was, like, a similar, different, obviously, because you were in California and I was in Detroit, but, like, a similar kind of everyone still goes ape shit. everyone's still wearing hoodies, and, like, I saw, like, a newfound glory hoodie and stuff. Yeah, like, fucking people are moshing to fucking through being cool. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, like, there's still kind of, like, the joy, like, the pure joy in that kind of music. Like, I saw them at Riot Fest, too, and I was, like, my face hurt from smiling, like, from the songs. Like, I don't know. It's just, like, this very specific scene that is very... was important to both of us, obviously. Um... At similar ages, because I think most people I've talked to on the other podcasts got into it at, like, older ages, and <laughs> I was, like, literally 13 <laughs> when I first heard Saves the Day, so, um, yeah, really big thing. So, yeah, totally agree, totally agree. Um, okay, so, yeah, if you want to talk about, yeah, Can't Slow Down, 
um, what, is the first, what is the question? So when did you first hear this album? Maybe context about the album, whatever you want to talk about. Oh. Sure. Um, okay, so I, uh, when, you, when you talk about doing this, I Wikipedia'd the album to make sure I have my facts straight. <laughs> um, first of all, Wikipedia says melodic hardcore, which yep. I actually have never heard that phrase. So. But, oh, uh, that's, yes. Did you, did <laughs> but, you go down the uh, rabbit hole of melodic sounds hardcore? Sounds right to me. Um, uh, <laughs> it, okay, it was released okay. in 98. Um, 1998. Um, I think Chris was still in high school at that point, yeah. actually. Um, I was yeah. going into fifth grade. I was going to say. <laughs> um, but, um, but anyway, I didn't actually hear the album until 2002. Um, right. And not, like, you know, saying this now, I'm thinking how my emo teen self would like murder me for admitting I was so late to the game. You know, I would have probably tried to say I like knew it when it first came out. But anyway, <laughs> four years later, um, hear the album. Um, I was listening to, like, Taking Back Sunday mm-hmm. and, like, Brand New. Um, like, those were bands. I mean, I still remember, like, Taking Back Sunday the first. I, I heard it while I was shopping at Hot Topic. I think that was the first time I heard them. Obviously. Um, Brand New was playing at the first, like, house party where I drank a beer, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, I was, um, I was, like, eating up the feud between them, like, those two bands specifically. Which is um, still happening. I, still happening. Oh, my God! Dude, did you Wait, see animals? Animals are literally called Jesse Lacey a dick like a week ago. <laughs> I was like, what? Wait. Dude, wait. Okay, okay Google that later. Google that later. Yeah, I can't. T- yeah, table that. I, <laughs> I can't, I'm thrilled to hear that's still happening. Oh my god. Okay. Um. Anyway, so it saves the day though. It saves the day is diff- was like felt different. Like, mm-hmm. um, like other other emo bands that I was listening to spoke spoke to the same insecurities that I was feeling, but were usually lashing out other people, right? Like those two bands, like namely girls or like boys who are in competition right, with the girls. Or the, right? the other band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like angry, angry about like they're like, that's mine. Like, you know, your your words are what yeah. your those words are worse than teenage poetry. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Nina described so your favorite weapon and tell all your friends she used the word weaponized a lot like her lyrics are very weaponized and i think that's a good word yeah like kind of attacky as a way of yeah sort of targeting people and things and stuff so anyway saves the day like uh my favorite saves the day songs are like self-centered in what like what felt like in a really earnest way you know they're like they're like plaintive they're just like I just want to know, am I, am I good enough? Like, will I ever be good enough? Um, <laughs> the answer <they're>, is no. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, but they're, and they're also, like, they're so often touched with tenderness for other boys, too, which, like, maybe this is just the gay in me retroactively searching for, like, rationalization about it. <laughs> there's, like, there's a lot of songs on Through Being Cool, too, that are, that are I mean, on Through Being Cool that are, like, so bitter, like, yes. My Sweet Fracture and, yes. and um, but then, but songs, like, from Cancel Down, songs like Handsome Boy, and then if you go, like, to um, the the way his collar falls, I know that's not on uh, Cancel Down, but just other, like, sensitive songs like that. They're so full of that sad, like, desperate love that you, like, mm-hmm. think that you feel for other people before you can actually love your own self, you know? And that, I think, was really, um, that spoke to a new feeling that was even more poignant to me than the like angry emo that I was listening to at the time yeah and and I will say just quickly to add to that I think another good example of that one of my favorite today songs shoulder to the wheel because it's like very much like a lovely like road trip like let's get away together like (laughs) I don't know I love that shit I totally agree like and I think that is that definitely differentiated it from the other like northeast emo at that time where it was like those songs that like were very not as angry and not necessarily about like a girl or yeah exactly like let's just fucking drive away from here because life's you know what I mean <laughs> like let's listen to Queen like who cares on the radio so I agree I enjoy those songs a lot and I think it's very sweet it's like a very touching kind of thing yeah yeah um, right and you uh oh like when I first heard the album you want me to talk about that too sure if it's a good story it is it is a good story okay. of course so <laughs> and I already I already so I told I've talked to this friend recently, but I had this friend, Jane. Oh, I was going to say, Jane. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, she had, she's pretty much my main, did you, well, whatever, um, pretty much my main source of, like, culture and coolness, uh, in eighth grade, she was, like, she was a skater, she was, like, watching indie movies, like, our favorite after-school activity was, like, trespassing out of the grounds of the old condemned mental institution near her house, and, like, breaking in the building over and over again, like, little assholes, you know, um, so, you know, she was, like, she was my cool friend, also my only friend, probably, um, (laughs) um, she so she um she got us tickets to Warped Tour that summer I think after eighth yeah. grade yeah. um and her dad side note her dad brought us there in the family van that her um yes. that her parents had allowed her and her sister to spray paint flames onto <laughs> so just like that's that's context for how we rolled up to Warped Tour okay um oh but I, I um I remember waiting in the morning to leave for the festival and like lying on the couch in her living room we were waiting for some other friend to get there too and she played freakish I hadn't heard it before um I know that's from stay what you are but it was the first time I heard saves the day in like Chris's whiny voice mm-hmm. um and I just like I loved it and and Jane made me a mix CD too that had um, that had blindfolded on it. So that was the first like mm-hmm. that was the first song on the mix CD, and I still remember like pressing play on my little like stereo and like oh my god that was it like give give a thirteen year old a uh, like stream of consciousness self deprecating ramble about trying to be romantic and ending up misunderstood <laughs> and, like throw some rhythm guitar and like that you know the like hardcore offbeat drum behind it mm-hmm. <laughs> it was over. You know, yeah. Like I remember, I remember actually. <laughs> I remember, um, I used to listen to it in the shower a lot, and I remember standing in my shower and like blasting it from the stereo Dang. and muttering out loud in disbelief, <laughs> like, "Like this song's about me," and like being really like, mortified. You're like, "Oh my god, I hope nobody heard me!" Like, "Thank God I'm in the shower." <laughs> oh my god! So, oh, pretty cool stuff. Oh there. my god, you're so cool. I love you so much. Like <laughs> somebody read like if you give a sad teen a saves the day song like yeah if you oh give God. a mouse a cookie um <laughs> okay that's amazing and again very very kind of echoes sort of when how I first heard saves the day I don't remember like exactly except I do know that my I talk about him every podcast my ex boyfriend in eighth grade he played freakish for me he made me mix a freakish on it so freakish may have been the first song I heard although I probably had heard at your funeral at that point too but in eighth grade and then yeah and then I just downloaded like using you know whatever kazaa whatever it was at that time <laughs> limewire um just a shit ton of saves the day songs like whatever I could find and it was like a mishmash it was like some from through being cool some from can't slow down some from um stay what you are mostly and then I just made like a mix cd and then I then again I played it while I was in the shower so same as you I listened to it in the shower a lot um and I was just like a sad baby in the shower listening to saves today <laughs> um so, yeah, I definitely felt very strongly, like, very, I felt very connected to his voice, for sure. Um, very connected to uh, a lot of the lyrics, which did seem very, a little bit different than Brand New and Taking Back Sunday, so I liked that. Um, I remember I used to listen to Obsolete a lot, that was my, one of my favorite ones. Um, and I thought that was an interesting song, it was, like, waxing poetic about, what is happiness, actually? Like do we need to be happy? Like, it was a very, like, for a 13-year-old, I was just like, wow, yeah, like... <laughs> deep stuff for a little baby brain. Yeah, baby brains, yeah. Maybe it's still deep, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, it's... Something. I think it's, it's, like, I feel like I talked about this, too, like, emo is, like, continuously relevant in my life, because I'm, like, continuously angsty and, like, floating around, and, like, still being, like, what the fuck is my life? What am I doing with it? And then I'll listen to Saves the Day, and I'll be like... Yeah, you're like 14 and you don't know what to do with your life, and I'm like 26 and I'm like I don't know what to do with my life. Like what? <laughs> so constantly relevant. Um, but yeah. yeah, yeah, that's funny. Freakish, gateway, <laughs> the gateway. <laughs> the gateway. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, do you want to talk about which songs are you? Which songs do you want to talk about? Um, I have like I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm looking at my, like, notes that I was making for myself about things I don't want to forget to say. I don't know, I talk about maybe, like, five or six songs from it. Okay. Do we have um, overlap? Sorry? Okay, so the, so the songs I well, want to talk about. Okay. Or we're, we're gonna, was going to chime in about. Obviously, Always Ten Feet Tall, because you know that's, like, my favorite Obviously. song. Obviously. Uh-huh. Um, maybe Three Miles Down. Um, <laughs> obsolete. Maybe Seeing It This Way, but I don't, that's fine. And then Jody is also my yeah. favorite song. Oh my god, yeah. Obviously. Okay. So, 
Um, those are the ones I will chime in on, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm going to talk about the only other one I have that... Or, let me see. Um, well, blind, blindfolded. Yeah, decided and blindfolded, I think, are the two. Deciding and blindfolded. Okay. Um, that I... Start. That you didn't mention, but... Okay, well, <laughs> so, my... Um, when I, like, the first thing I thought of, this isn't the first song that stuck, I, Blindfolded was, like, my first love from that CD, but, um, but the first, like, I was trying to think of, like, specific memories of songs, um, and I remember playing, um, I played Three Miles Down yeah. on guitar for an open mic night at my high school when I was just starting to learn how to play guitar, Aww. um, and I was trying to impress this older girl, <laughs> um, and not, like, I didn't think I had a crush on her, I mean, I probably <laughs> not, did. Not but, in a gay way, um, but. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, who knows, yeah, right, like, I was, like, whatever, I was 13 or 14, and um, I just wanted her to think I was cool for like, knowing a Saves the Day song from an older album, you know, <laughs> uh, and she, and I was playing this song, and she was talking the whole time I was playing, she was, like, trying to sell someone a zine, one of her zines or something. Oh my god, what an asshole. <laughs> I know, I was so crestfallen, I was, like, heartbroken from it. Asshole. That's she was such a cool asshole. That's really sad. Also, wait, really quickly, because you just said that, can I just tell you a dream I had recently? Because... I was I had a dream I was at an open mic night and the person gave me like a set list and I didn't know any of the songs and I was like what and I wanted to play a Taylor Swift song so I like googled it on my phone and I knew I had the song like the chords on my phone and it, Google like wouldn't show the results I wanted so it was just people in the room just like looking at me like are you gonna play what's going on and like this guy that fucked me over was like in the audience <laughs> I was like basically crying and I was like do you guys want to hear some jokes like <laughs> It was so bad. Anyway, it was the worst stream ever. So I thought I would, whatever. Real, real, open mics, anxiety, and disappointment are a thing that happen in real life and in dreams. So. Okay, continue. (laughs) Um, okay. Well, so, there's, like, something, I mean, what I love about Can't Slow Down, like, there's so many lines that sound like they're just, like, literally, he's just, like, opens his mouth and, like, word vomiting right like, he did, like they didn't even like write the lyrics down they just started playing and Chris just like emoted for 90 seconds straight yeah you know? <laughs> yeah not a lot of like rhyme or reason to like yeah like the met doesn't really fit the melody usually <laughs> like, yeah oh, it's so good <laughs> um so yeah okay so I was trying to pick like a favorite line or something like favorite lines um as far as blindfolded goes, like pretty much anything. <laughs> it's my favorite line for that song. It might still be my favorite song of theirs. It's definitely one of them. Um, but that the I remember like hearing, and I don't have the right stuff. All I have are empty boxes to carry away your heart, and thinking that was like so. Oh god, it's, it's like so deep, so rich. Um, <laughs> and then uh, speaking of, I know I talked about aim away messages before. Mm. I definitely had. Don't ask me about forever because right now I'm feeling lost. Dude, and like seriously, if I had an away message up right now, that's what it would say. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's have it now. I think I'm done using it. Okay, all right, notice. Yeah, it's so good. Just the whole thing, like that someday soon I'll get it right, then then you'll see just how good I can be. Oh, yeah. Oh, maybe, Chris, maybe. He just um, wants to be, oh, oh yeah. So, so All right, good. I have a, like, I have one that's kind of funny and yeah. also a little bit embarrassing, but, like, emo, so, okay. Yep. Um, it's, like, you know, it's easy to talk about your past emo self. Um, it's kind of hard to admit your, like, adult angst. Um, but you mentioned this already, so I've seen Saves a Day in concert now twice within the last two years. <laughs> um, Same. I never see them live, and I was, like, actually obsessed with them. Um, but anyway, I feel like I've, I'm, I'm catching up now as an adult. Um, but I was pre-gaming one of the recent concerts, um, <laughs> listening to Can't Slow Down. <laughs> like, just music pre-gaming, literally just sitting in my room listening to my, like, iPod from 2004. Mm. Um, and it got to Nebraska Bricks, um, when he says, like, after, uh, he says, like, after all that happens in a dissolving family, the need for a song to sing me to sleep still rings true. Um, and I was like, my, so my parents divorced pretty recently, and that line stuck out to me for a split second. And like, not that I, not that I really think of my family as dissolved, but like, also like, you have to have some compassion for your emo self. Like, I let myself feel sorry for myself for a minute, uh, and then I just laughed about it. But it's like, there's still like you were saying, like they'll still there will be emo songs and lines that will still 
catch me off guard and like make me feel like they're about me for a second. Yeah. 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 A hundred percent. I think, oh, that's so amazing too. I talked about that in the brand new one because Nina was talking about there was one line in like, okay, I believe you, but my Tommy gun don't. That was about like, I think in decimals and dollars and she connected it in high school to like this whole class thing, like around her, like her high school like classmates and like money and all this stuff. And it was like from this one throw, almost like a throwaway line that it was this whole like conjuring up of all this stuff. And that's what I think is so cool about emo because it's like these very specific, like kind of weirdly descriptive images. And then the person can just be like, you know what I mean? Map themselves onto it in such a really interesting and very meaningful way. And I love that so much. Like, I think that's so amazing like 16 year old Chris writing those lyrics you know what I mean and then you like as an adult like divorce whatever whatever family like what does that mean and it's very I don't know that's what I love about it but that's really funny not funny but really a little bit funny (laughs) um I'm reading those lyrics in Nebraska Bricks because that's not a song that I even remember like super well but um oh my god I'd like to get Wait, okay, the last, like, stanza was, like, very intense. I'd like to go back now and make myself up because I'd be a brick so I wouldn't feel, and I'd lift myself up and I'd throw myself at this house to break windows and smash walls just to keep time where it was and where it should be. Yeah. Sad. (coughs) Yeah, that, like, he doesn't talk about, like, broken family stuff a lot, but, I don't know, that's, like, ripe for the picking for your... (laughs) like, teen self, when you're, like, no one understands me, you know, like, whether your parents are, like, together, or whether, whether you have parents, or whether your home life is, like, physically safe or not, like, you're always gonna, mm-hmm. at that age, it, like, you think that it's, you think that everything's wrong. Yes. The first, the like, beginning and then the end is, like, super intense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, are you, do you want me to start talking about the songs that you also want to chime in about? Like, I have a little bit to say, like, I mean, of course, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't care. I, I prefer of our Facebook communication for the last <laughs> six years. <laughs> it's just in always ten feet tall lyrics. Um, well, do you have wait? Is there anything before always ten feet tall that you? Oh no, three miles down also. Um, yeah, I usually like to do like chrono- well, chronologically, meaning what's that called? The order of the album, whatever that's called. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, whatever. Oh, I forgot to. This is just like. The first, I mean, deciding, like, the first song on the album, right? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, It's such a good, like, start to the album, just, like, tearing into it, and you're like, oh, this is going to be constant, and uh, it's, there, there's, apparently there's going to be no verses and no choruses <laughs> yeah. for this album, you know? I mean, actually, I didn't realize until I was, like, going through, like, looking at all the songs on the album, and I think Jody's the only one that has verses and choruses. Like, it's, like, all of a sudden they're like, oh... We can like put together a four-minute song, like, we can, <laughs> just like thrash around for a minute. Yeah, maybe that's um, why I like it so much. <laughs> yeah, um, but the um, there's one line from deciding, like near the end, when he says, "I think that we should run as fast as we can into what we don't know." Mm-hmm. And, like that felt like you know that felt in- inspiring to me. I guess when I was young and fresh and falling in love with this band, like you know, in all of this wallowing that I was doing with most of the other lyrics that spoke to me, that one, I was like, yeah, I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> I could be brave, you know? Yeah, it does seem, as as self, as occasionally self kind of, he's, like, trying really hard, it's like, he thinks he's not good, he's trying to be good, and, like, he's very optimistic, like, strangely kind of optimistic. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, <about> I, <laughs> like, I do think that I sort of, when I would quote a lot of, and this is actually very dependent on the album and song, because I would say through being cool, a lot of it was very angrier, right? Um, not in, like, the, the music, but the lyrics. Um, <clears throat> and, like, but I feel like a lot of my triumphant kind of phases in early high school or whatever, I think I was more likely to go to Save the Day lyrics um, than other kind of emo band lyrics, because it felt, like, more hopeful. Um, and I think that was true throughout. Like, I know that in one, like, yearbook quote this will be well say what you are podcast when I know someone had to say what you are quote as like their yearbook quote and it was like a very lovely like sentiment and I was like no other emo band like you probably couldn't do that with a lot of emo bands like have like a yearbook quote and have it be like a nice like thing you know like I think that saves the day was very unique in that sense where they were very very good at kind of capturing the like hopefulness of kind of the future and like sort of 
the chaos of it all, but also, like, feeling, like, okay with it, kind of. Um, yeah, so that's super nice. I know, I think that, I know, I love that line so much, the one that you pointed out. It's really, it's very sweet. <laughs> Yeah, okay, always tend to be tall. Wait, are we not, okay, wait. Well, I guess you would, you did talk about, you did tell your, tell your story about three miles down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Recently I played three miles down for you. You did? <laughs> and I was listening the whole time. Yeah, thank you. I was not selling, that song for me. I was not selling my zines while I was listening to you. Um, I think, I actually, I feel like that this song... Um, I heard it a little bit later than the other ones, but um, I think this song is a little bit different than the other ones because it's like a little bit, it's a little bit quieter, at least in the beginning. Or like, I don't know, it's like less instrumental and more like his voice, I guess, a little bit. And then obviously it kind of um, builds up, I guess, but um, it still feels really, I don't know the word, like very romantic. <laughs> yeah, Three Miles Down you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, isn't it, it's also the only acoustic song on the album. Yeah, I guess I was going to try trying to think if it's the only one, but yeah, it's definitely um I can't think right now, but it might be. And I think yeah, it's it's very yeah. like it stands out. Um and yeah, it's really why does my heart always beat before yours does? Oh! I know. I know. I'm sorry. Oh. oh it's like the ultimate like set like uh I'm dialing the phone, letting it ring for hours, pretending to hear your voice. Like, ah, so good. After a while, you can make yourself believe in almost anything, so I'm making myself believe in you. Yeah. It's so much. It's so much. Oh, my God. Tell me that it's okay for me to have these feelings for you. <laughs> the whole... Okay, guys, look up the lyrics. The last, no, not even that. If this is the last thing you do. Yeah, and that it's normal to want to call you. Guys... Look up these lyrics right now and try not to like sob yourself. Yes. Oh my god, Chris! I'm so I won't see you soon. I love that line too. Just every single line. Uh, Should I tell you? I'm not sure how to begin. Should I tell you everything? I'm feeling out of luck, so I won't see you soon. Because I know it's too soon for you to see me. All right. We literally just read the entire songs. <laughs> <laughs> Just, but you're in for a treat if you read it in order. You're in for a treat if you read it in order. It's just, like, this very <laughs> concise, beautiful, sad, little, like, I don't know. Just, it's so sad. Just unrequited, Wait, like. I forgot. Oh. The first line is, oh, great. I know. <laughs> oh, great. Here I go. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that song. <laughs> that song. Oh, that song is so much. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's still, I still play that, like, by myself on the guitar sometimes. That's another one that, like, I can't get rid of. I just, like, go back to it. Yeah. No, that's, yeah, for sure. It definitely has staying power, I think. Um, it's really, yeah, that's sentiment. Hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, always ten feet tall. <laughs> This is our song. If we were to get married, this would be our, our first dance. Pup marriage. Pup marriage. They legalize pup marriage. <laughs> one day. I have faith. <laughs> um, this was actually, this was one of the first Saves the Day songs I had ever heard. Um, it was on my shower mix. And um, I just, for some reason, I just felt immediately very connected to it. Like, it was one of those songs that, I don't know why. I just like it was very bli it's like a very blistering song. Like it's very quick and um and then like the, and then it kinda slows down That's a little breakdown. Yes, exactly. Like it's, it's, yeah, it slows down and then it's like and you make me feel so tall, like that whole part and there's like nice melodies and it just like nails it. Like I feel like the song like really nails it. Like I just feel very I love the way it's set up and I love that breakdown and and the sentiment of it. Um I just love it. I just think it's such a good song. It's such a good song. And the ending, like, because we don't want to be waiting for something right to go. To go, to go. To go. <laughs> Even the, just like the good, oh, it's just, yeah, it's very well timed. Yeah, and this is, it's also like, this is a good example of what you were talking about. The like, when you looked for more like hopeful, optimistic lyrics. Um, like going to going to save today. Like this one, 
it's what's the first line okay um let's let, so i said let's I'll forget about these days, days and just try to build some solid ground yep. like he's like uh fuck all that you know like <laughs> looking forward into some kind of future that he thinks mm-hmm. could be good then scream to the world yeah uh, yeah yeah, I think I think this is actually a very this song is a very 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 good sort of like amalgamation of kind of his like his optimism and all that and then also kind of like I'm like um where's the part? I always want to be this tall, maybe I'll be original. Mm-hmm. Like that whole thing of like him being like you're really great and like I think this could all be great and like I'm looking in the future but like maybe I'll be original. Even like, just the like the line of uh, yeah. "you make me feel so tall" that mm-hmm. felt that actually did really feel original. You know, like it's you make me, it's not just you make me feel good or you make me feel proud or something, <laughs> but like tall. It's just so tender. I know. It's so, also because he's like a little shrimp. So I know. Just everything about the song too. Like I remember, yeah. So am I dreaming? Is this really me? I've never felt so not lonely. I love that he says not lonely. He's not yeah. like I've never felt so. Like, whatever it is. He just says, not lonely. Like, I love that. I think that's so interesting. Um, and then every day for the rest of my life, I will search for moments full of you. Like, I feel like he's, like, an underrated lyricist. Like, reading this now, I'm like, dang, Chris. Like, it's so good. It's so good. Um, and sometimes things you say just make me think in different ways. I really like that line. And I'll, like, I feel like I could, I very much related to that line. Like, you know when you have, like, when you're in, like, 13 through 16 and you have like conversations like late at night with a friend or like an interest over aim or like whatever it is or like at a party or whatever and it's like this thing where you're like you know it's just this like very meaningful conversation to you and it's like maybe about nothing or maybe about something but it's like something you said like made me think in a different way like I think that's such a teenager kind of compliment you know what I mean like like I love it so much um and what are you looking for she's like moving around (laughs) <laughs> was, like buzzing around and I couldn't figure out where I was sitting on it. Okay, I'm back. Okay. Um, and I specifically about this song too. Like, there was one guy. Actually, this is about Sal, but um, this whatever. This like, yeah, this fucking asshole. It's funny because I use this song. Like, I put like, "You make me feel so tall. I want, always want to be this tall." On my profile or away message about this one guy, who like did not make me feel tall at all. He made me feel very small. And trying to think back, I'm like, was that just me trying to, like, convince myself that he actually, like, he did do that? Because he made me feel like shit? Like, reverse psychology? Almost, maybe, yeah. But, um, yeah, that was, like, my sort of, my go-to. Uh, but no, I love that. I think, I think that's such a, that's such a, yeah, it's, like, a very unique and, like, and, like, very interesting sentiment that you make me feel so tall. I love that. And you were very tall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was maybe like the age when I was like, well, fuck, I guess I'm never going to be petite and cute. Like maybe I'll own my tallness too. Maybe not quite yet. I don't know if I was ready to be tall at that point. <laughs> so I could catch the positive value in being tall. Um. Yes. A little emo shred of hope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think this and this was my favorite structure of song. Like I just, it was very satisfying build up and then break down and all that. It was very, very satisfying to me. Um, yeah. So, yeah. It's fun to sing along to. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what do you want to... Um, what else? Uh, I'm trying to go in order on the album. What else did I want to talk about? Um, actually, just the the, uh, the last one that, like, really, like, hits my heart is Jody. Well, d- duh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that song, this song, this song. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, this song though. Um, and I just like pulled up the lyrics again just to look at it, and I like I'm like feeling it again. <laughs> I know. I have them up, and it's like I can't even look at them. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> okay, so like that, just specifically when he's like. Like, lying on hills with wet grass below and the blue black above. I will carry all the weights tonight. I will carry all the weights tonight. Uh, it's like, that's, I feel like that's how I spent ages 12 through 14. Like, lying on hillsides in the suburbs, yeah. staring up at the night sky and, like, thinking that the world was against me, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, 
like and even just like hearing like the the very beginning of it it's very just like the like baseline or whatever it is that really minimalist like do 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 and just mm-hmm. and then his like la- just his very oh his voice comes in and oh my god uh yeah i'll carry all the weights that whole yeah that whole little line kills mm-hmm. me too it's very suburban it feels very suburban yeah and it's also like it's still it's still like still got that yeah um desperation you know so like i keep i keep remembering the day that you said that you might go crazy if you spent one more minute with me <laughs> and i just don't know is one more minute gonna kill you <laughs> it's like it's like that little passive aggressive like yeah. it's not even a, he can't he's not even really saying it he's like well what do you think yeah <laughs> yeah like, yeah would it really kill you now yeah, and then he says, stop me before I say too much. Oh, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. And then just everything about the song. Again, I think, yeah, he talks a lot about loneliness, every song. So now I've been alone. Tomorrow might not come if I don't let it. Don't forget the mornings that we spent deep inside our heads. I used to like that a lot. I thought that was a, that was a classic teenage uh, feeling and line. Yeah, um, I mean, it's like... This one has that darkness of, like, suicide emotion that, mm-hmm. like, your little sad, thick, like, hurting tween self and, like, I mean, not just tweens, of course, but, like, I feel like that's the time in my life when I most seriously was thinking about that. Sorry to get dark, but, okay, we're talking about emo. <laughs> that's um, fine, yeah. And, yeah. like, this, uh, you know, like, the, he's he's desperate and he's talking about this person who's like can't even bear to be around him and um and the like I even just I the way that he says I can't I can't cut so well these strings I, I know you know it's like yeah. it mean it it means so much it means that like, like it's hard for me to let go of this thing even though you've moved on without me like I'm still caught up on it but it's like that like making it into a noose for him it's just so uh, it hurts it's so it hurts so much yeah yeah um yeah and I think this I think this whole song too a lot of it's like isolation and then like having sort of like I guess the, the main theme in the song is kind of like we spent deep inside our heads staring up like walls we sent letters to ourselves without words to remember those days we spent in our heads so it's very like it's like even when they like were spending time together it was very like they were in their own heads, right? Like, kind of not knowing what the fuck was going on. Um, so it's just, like, this isolation, even when you're right next to someone. And I think that's, like, a very, very sort of poignant kind of specific feeling. Like, a very de- very related to, like, depression feeling, right? Like, um, and yeah, and, the, and I'm trying to let you know that I'm doing this by myself. That line actually kills me. Like, that line is so... And then, and then like, even in the delivery of it, like, he, like he, like, expands that line. He's almost, like, whining about it, like, trying to let you know. Like, I'm really trying to let you know. I'm, like, doing this by myself. <laughs> like, I think that's such a, <laughs> Like, it's such a sad... It's such a sad line. And, like, maybe it could be read as hopeful. Like, I'm doing this by myself. I'm doing it. But at the same time, it's like, but I'm doing it by myself. <laughs> so this is really hard for me. Like, I think that it's interesting that it could kind of be read maybe, like, both ways. Um... And, like, this is the song that's tying up the album after all this, like, yes. like raw noise and emotion where he's just been, like, just, like, kind of, like, shouting and feeling for, like, all of these songs in a row that don't have a lot of, like, uh, that don't have a lot of structure to them. And mm-hmm. then you get to this song where he's, like, it's it has verses and choruses and, like, or, like, maybe not choruses, but, like... Yeah. It, it like it even it has like reflective back to the like sp- deep inside our heads like going back to talking about being in our heads like it definitely has more it seems like he like thought it out more yeah and, exactly like, it's like wrapping up this um like he's already dumped out all his feelings and then yep. it ends on this kind of like really uncertain and really um like uh viscerally lonely note yes Yes, I know. I was actually just thinking about that, too. And I think that was that was a common theme in, like, emo albums. Like, sort of a very fast, blistering, maybe, like, 40-minute album or whatever it is. Or maybe not. Yeah. Even Maybe even, like, a sort of deja entendu, tell all your friends your favorite weapon. Um, and, like, the last song is usually just more sort of this, like, 
slower kind of like a reflective song that's that tended to be like a very common theme um and i think it definitely makes sense with this because it's like can't slow down they're like teenagers like chris is like word vomiting like can't slow down all these like two minute songs or whatever you know and then he's like let me actually like reflect and like think about all this shit that i've just like vomited and then it's like this song jody like this is the song that's gonna cap it and it's like it is super interesting um and i think chris is a very uh I, th- I think what's cool about a lot of emo is it does seem self-indulgent and all, but also like often very self-reflective too. Um, and uh, I do think it's cool that the albums usually tend to have a little bit of like, not necessarily maybe like an up and a down, but at the very least end on a down. Like I think that's always that's like a cool kind of theme of that this time, like these albums. Um, and those those usually tend to be my favorite songs, or like at least top top of those for those albums but um yeah it's interesting but I also don't even when I listen to the song now like it makes me sad but it's still not even like yeah it's not even like it doesn't it still sort of seems hopeful and like I feel like maybe you said this but I don't exactly know why but it still seems like I'm not like worried for him yeah (laughs) maybe I should be but I like wasn't it seems like yeah it's that it seems like that feeling the, the feeling which I feel like perpetuated like I mean that's how I felt like almost all of my tween and teen years was like I feel almost sad enough where I don't want to be here but I also like think that eventually this is going to be done and I'll feel and like I'll get through it right like that's how the song feels yeah that's a good point where it's like you don't really know what's going to come in the future and like you kind of want to find out yeah and that seems okay (laughs) um Oh, yeah, and I guess, okay, so to go back, I'm going to talk about Obsolete for, like, a minute, because I think it's kind of sort of related to this idea, where, again, he literally just, the entire song is just talking about enjoying loneliness, because it's the comfort of being sad, sometimes it feels so right, sometimes I like to be around no one for ten straight years, like, it's literally just, the world keeps on changing while I just stay the same, like, it's, like, literally just also who says what happy really means, but I, but my favorite line, actually, um, is he kind of decides at the end, like, you know, happiness isn't that great. Like, in that state of mind, there is no state of self. And I think that's an interesting line, too, where he feels almost like happiness is, like, you're not being self-reflective. Like, you don't have this, like, kind of self that you would when you're not happy. And to him, at that at this point, when he's a teenager, that seems like, yeah, who needs to be happy at this point? Like, I'm feeling all these ways, and it's, like, fine, you know? Like, that's my state of self, and, like, it seems more real than yeah. the idea of happiness, right? Um, yeah, that, that feels very, like, that that idea that if you're if you're happy, you're complacent, right? Mm-hmm. Like, especially when you're so caught up in all of this anguish, yeah. you can't imagine what it could feel like to be at peace. Yeah. Um, and you think those people must not be thinking about anything worthwhile. Right, and he says, it's like, no one ever reaches it. No one ever reaches happiness, so what's even, like, the point? <laughs> um Although my actual favorite line, so I will say this, tonight I will redefine everything and tomorrow I, I will start in on my better days. <laughs> that line, if I could just like, I should like like print out that line and like put it in my office because <laughs> it's like, I'm like, Chris, fucking Chris. Like maybe that is like in a line that like defines so much of this album or like the hopeful piece of this album. I love that line so much. <laughs> and it's like, and also too, it's like the music kind of stops and then he says that line, and it's like his voice is very clear when he says it, and it's, um, yeah, super powerful. I really like it. Um, yeah, so those are my thoughts on Obsolete. I really like that song a lot, too. Um, okay, did you have anything else to say? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. I have, like, we were talking about, like, songs that I could get into about, um, about through being cool. Oh yeah, I know not... you probably don't want me to touch. Um, stay what you are. <laughs> no, I know. I'm trying. I'm trying to think. Maybe through being cool. Ugh. Well, now okay, because we're at 50 minutes, so maybe we should just not really. We talked a smidge about through being cool, but like. Yeah, just well. mentioning. Uh... Okay, maybe, maybe, maybe that'll be another podcast. I don't know. Like I had, I had more notes, pup. Oh, about. <laughs> Cancel it out? Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, okay, yeah, so then... When I was asking you about, like, 
asking you what you're what we were going to talk about and you were like think about how you realized the album mattered to you yes that's the next part yes oh okay cool i'm yes. ready for it yes so through being cool will be maybe this will be like maybe like kind of to be continued well through being cool will be another time yeah because yeah because <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot to say about that album and that's probably it should just be its own thing okay yeah when did you realize this album mattered to you <laughs> Um, okay, so, um, so I had the CD, can't slow it down, obviously, um, and, um, we would, we would go on long car trips, like, whatever, visiting my relatives or something, um, and I now realize how generous this was of my parents, but, um, we alternated music choices, so everybody in the family got to pick a CD, and we would, the rule was you listen the whole way through the CD to each person's choice, um, so, like, really like thinking about that my poor parents <laughs> um but when I first got this cd this was the only so you know like everybody would pick something different and then I would all this would be mine and then everybody would pick something different and then this would be mine again and like my poor my poor family um and and I remember we were driving to New Jersey for like a swim meet or something um, and so I was like, oh yeah, like New Jersey. So I'm going to put this CD on, like he sings about New Jersey. <laughs> like, I'm thinking about how like deep it is. Right. Um, and I thought it was so apt to be playing, um, to playing as we were driving through there. And, um, and there's at the very, the very beginning of deciding, he says, like, I feel everything, like, I feel everything much more, much more than you ever will. And, um, and I was like, oh yeah, like that is how it feels to like, that is how it feels to be alive. Like, just so much feeling. And I was feeling, like, like intense and sad, but also euphoric to be, like, hearing this band that um, that they were felt like they were so much singing about my experiences. Um, and then I, like, looked up in the front seat, and my mom was in the front seat, like, with her fingers shoved in her ears. Like, fucking <laughs> <laughs> both hands in her ears. Uh, this is so perfect. Like, I was like, see, no one understands me. Like, my mom won't even listen to my music. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, my God. I mean, can you blame her? No. No, now that I think about <laughs> it, even, like, wow, yeah. Even if I had put through being cool on, maybe she would have only had, like, one finger in her ear. But yeah, maybe if it had been through being cool, which mm-hmm. is a little more, like, pop palatable, you know? A little like, bit, yeah. Maybe, maybe they would have been uh, happier about it. But really, like, if you weren't into, if you weren't into this sort of music, yeah. um, it must have been rough <laughs> thinking about that now. Yeah, that's so funny. Oh, my God. My mom would have not done that at all. She would have, like, thrown it out the window. Um, it's really that. Now that I think about it, like, I feel bad for, for, you know, thinking they didn't care or listen to me at that time. <laughs> things like that where I'm like, wow, I'm not going to listen to my kids' music, like, the whole way in the car. Like, <laughs> like, I guess we didn't have iPods, right? You can have your, like, C- I had a CD player, like a Discman. Yeah, I had a Discman, yeah. Yeah. I actually think I had an MP3 player that held, like, six songs. You know, like, the first MP3 player. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think, actually, I know. They are very, I mean, melodic hardcore, I think that is very much, like, Save the Day very much towed that line. At least in this album. I think, you're right, they do get more, like, kind of poppier as time goes on. Um, so, yeah, maybe that's why I like Through Being Cool and Stay What You Are, like, a little bit better. Because it's, like, slightly, you know, more choruses. and yeah. Actual organized. verses and organ more well yeah well organized. Uh, um, yeah, like, and don't get me wrong, like those I have like, such a strong feeling and memory for each of those albums, like on its own too. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So recently, when they played through being cool from beginning to end, actually, I well okay, I know you're going to talk about through being cool, but I like I was so bummed because say anything was the other band and um and like two thirds of the way through the album. Chris stopped singing and they let Max from saying anything like sing I know, that's ridiculous. the whole rest of the album. It was, I, I felt like I had been like robbed of my <laughs> like, teenhood, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's super, super, super sad. I mean, his voice is like a very, very important part of why I like him. Like, like Save Today. So, um, yeah, no, I mean, it's a great, I, I just like, I love, I love, when emo bands, it's, like, have a very, almost, like, visceral kind of, like, growth, where it's, like, that very clearly is, like, their first album as teenagers, you know what I mean? And then hearing, like, Stay What You Are, the later albums, it's, like, 
that's clearly them, like, years later. <laughs> you know, like, it's very... Um... Yeah, and there's that, like, that, like, trilogy of albums that so many bands have that I feel like you can talk about. They're, like, really, they're, they're like, noisy, they're noisy, raw first uh-huh. one. And then uh-huh. they're, like, well-rounded, but it still has that, like, edge and grittiness, like, their second one. And then their yes. third one where it's, like, smooth and poppy and probably a lot of their fans are, like, they sold out, blah, 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 you know? Yeah. Um, but... I mean, in, in Save Today's case, I, I think the product of each of those stages is, just, like, incredible. Yeah. In different way. Yeah. I mean, that only, the so- selling out bit only happened for In Reverie. <laughs> well, as, yeah, as we were talking. <laughs> Honestly, I think it's, I kind of don't really mind it. <laughs> but <laughs> it is super different and weird and, like, I don't know. It's it's very jarring. But I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. Whatever. It's another, it's another book. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I felt like I had been personally wronged when I first heard it. It's like, how dare you? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Um, the next podcast, by the way, I'm doing, I think, is the Get Up Kids. So that'll be. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, I just want to like, crash all of your Skype sessions here. It's like, oh, and here's how I feel. <laughs> when you invite somebody to talk about emo. <laughs> I know. I know, I know. It's, like, really bad. Like, Nina and I are planning to do, like, so many more because she was, like, so hyped about it. But, um, no, but you obviously, we can definitely do Through Being Cool later. Um, okay. Yeah. Great. So you'll be on another one. Don't worry. No worries. I didn't read my notes from, uh, from that album. Amazing. One. Great. Um, okay. So I guess the last part is what would you say to convince someone to listen to this album? Oh. it's the best okay <laughs> um, it's it's earnest it's earnest and it's raw um and like if that's what you need then it's perfect like i i always really love that almost none of the songs have verses or choruses and we keep talking about that mm-hmm. but they just like start and go hard and then it's over in like a minute two minutes and it's like I don't know. I mean, that's like reminiscent of like teenage passion and like, the, you know, like your like bursts of emotion. Yeah. Even like, this is gross, but like teenage sexuality, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like he needed to just like, like get it out of his body. Like he yeah. just needed to. Yeah. Like I just gotta do, hang on, I just gotta do this thing for a second. He needed, <laughs> I was gonna say the word ejaculate and that's wrong. Ugh. So pretend I didn't say that. Yeah. Um, but something <laughs> like that. I mean, I, that's what I was thinking of when I was thinking about this. It's like, it's, it's a catharsis. I think you said that earlier. Like, yeah. it's this, um, it's a catharsis that you can, like, take part in. Um, and then, and I know we were talking about Jody before, but, like, they, you, like, you just, like, feel hard for the whole album, just, like, going through, and it, like, tumbles into itself over and over again. There's not, it doesn't really, like, slow down much throughout the album. Yeah. Um, I guess it's called Can't Slow Down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And then they like, put, you know, put it together, and they're like, "To be continued." Like, here's where we're going from this. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's great. Yeah, and I think through being cool is a very is kind of a middle point between mm-hmm. cancel it out and say what you are. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, very much makes sense. Also, his voice goes up like an octave every album. Yep, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually going to say that, because on this album, I forgot how his voice was kind of low. Like, it wasn't that high. Yeah. And then and he's he was... doing all that, like, hardcore, like, Because yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, because, right, because it was, like, very much, like, yeah, he was trying to be on the slightly more melodic hardcore side. Um, and then you listen to fucking, like, This Is Not An Exit. <laughs> oh, is that the one that What? Is that the one that your friend's yearbook quote was from? Yes. Like, it should be. Yeah. Yes. Duh. So let us smile and show your teeth because you know you've lived it oh well. Oh my god. Yeah. Can, we, can I do all of the Saves Today ones? <laughs> yes. And then we'll, we can do the one that's, when we do In Reverie, I'll just moan for no, 45 minutes. We're not going to, let's, okay, we're not going to do In Reverie. That's ridiculous. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Um, Yeah, you can be this podcast's official um, Saves the Day uh, expert slash guru. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm blushing. And then you can, can you see it <laughs> No, dude. You, like, have olive skin. No, I can't see you blushing. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I know. That's actually really exciting. Yes, I'm very excited now. Cool. Um, okay. Yeah, I guess I would say the same thing. To convince someone to listen to this album, I think actually a lot of people, 
here, like a lot of my friends here listen to emo, but surprisingly they don't really, Saves the Day isn't something most people here are like super into. Maybe because it was a more like East Coast thing, I'm not sure, but, um, although the show in Detroit was full, so I don't know. But, um, I know that a lot of my friends kind of are like, oh, Saves the Day, I don't know. But I feel like if they heard, I think they would like this album. Like, I think if you kind of listen to maybe slightly more like hardcore side of like emo and stuff, like, I think you would like it. Like, it's very, right, it's very very quick and blistering and like um a lot of emotions a lot of very very like hardcore emoting and um and like a lot of good lines and i think it's a really solid album and obviously all the, the few songs that make me just like cr- want to cry forever are a bonus um and i think everyone should listen to those songs i always say this i'm like if you don't even want to hear this album just listen to this song that means a lot like just listen to jody who cares like um <laughs> But, no, I do think it's kind of, I think this is, I don't know if it's underrated. I think maybe among, like, the general population of people that care about emo, maybe it's underrated. Because um, if you don't, like, stay what you are, that doesn't mean you won't like this album, is what I would say. Yeah, so. that's really Because, actually, when I first heard Freakish, I liked it, and I was like, ooh, I like this guy's voice. But it didn't, that song didn't, like, hook me the way that uh, Blindfolded did when I first heard it. Like, that's, mm-hmm. this, this is what caught me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, they're pretty different. Like, it's the same band, obviously, and it's similar in all ways, but also very different. So, I would say, don't give up on Saves Today. Listen to the earlier shit. Give it a chance. <laughs> Their old stuff was better. Their older stuff. <laughs> 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 it reminds me of your comic. Anyway. Um, okay. Yay! This is exciting. This made me feel things. Um, as all good emo podcasts should do. Make you feel yeah. when you when we when you were like just like be ready to talk about these few things and I seriously like stayed up till like two thirty in the morning and now I'm like that's like maybe normal to current emo listeners I feel like they go hand in hand you need to be like up late yeah anyway I go to bed at like eleven yeah so I that was that was serious business for me <laughs> um yeah so true you go down you get into like a spiral it's really mm-hmm. uh, I couldn't stop. I finally, like, was, like, had my head down on my computer, like, and I was like, oh, right. It was, like, college all over again. Yeah! Eating There's blocks 45 Wikipedia pages open. <laughs> Eating cheese on the floor, and... <laughs> <laughs> That's what we did. We just, like, ate blocks of cheese on our floor. That was... <laughs> Another? <laughs> yep. Um, and stayed up really late. So, okay, so this is long, so now I'm gonna end it. Um... I want to thank Emily for doing this. Um, super duper enjoyed it. Uh, she's wonderful. She cares a lot about Saves the Day, and like I do. And I miss her a lot. And I can't wait for you to come back and do the other Saves the Day stuff. Yay! That's really exciting. Thanks for, I feel so honored that I got to talk about this. I really like talk about self indulgent. This is me just like, let me tell you how I feel for hours and hours and hours. One hour and three minutes. Uh, it's going to be the rest of our that's lives. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> our lives. That's fair enough. But <laughs> but I think that's kind of why. So the reason, like, this podcast, I wanted it to be specifically kind of more about, like, stories and feeling. You know what I mean? And sort of, like, lines and how you connect to those. Because I think inherently, like, emo, like, that's kind of what it's about, right? Like, yeah, we can talk for about, like, the history and, like, whatever. But it's, like okay, and let's talk about, like, your ninth grade boyfriend, like, so, and I think also it's kind of, like, it's universal, it's, like, obviously very specific and also universal, and I think that's, like, just the epitome of emo, and I quite, I just think it's, like, a fun kind of way to connect people and bands and things, so, um, self-indulgent and also connecting and cathartic and great. (laughs) Yeah, community building, right? (laughs) Creating intentional communities. (laughs) We're all emo bands, and <laughs> yes, <laughs> queer communities and how emo has shaped. Yeah, you need like a colon in there, and like three, three, three line uh, title of the paper. Oh my Very god, liberal arts paper. Oh my god, think about it later. Jesus, can't slow down. Colon, queer identity, and. Through being cool, colon, queer Wait, hand, hand, Handsome boy. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of me wanted... I 
wish I had friends like that. Prescriptive, <laughs> prescriptive gender norms and homoeroticism in the modern emo uh, male, or in the modern emo, emo listener. Okay, okay. let's stop. Talk about boy. Okay. okay, no, it's too late. <laughs> it's too late! Um, anybody who knows, anybody who gets it will get it. So true. Handsome boy. If you get it, you get it. <laughs> it's like queer baiting. Um, okay, so I try to end this with like a whatever, a stupid catchphrase or something, or maybe a line. What's a good line that this could end on? Can you think of a line real quick? Like a line from a song? Yeah. Or just, we could just say bye. <laughs> yeah, we could just say bye. Ugh, fine. Or you're going to let me talk about handsome boy. Nope. <clears throat> no. Okay. <laughs> Say, like, okay, you can talk about it for, like, for, like, a minute, a minute, one minute. No, this is a good one to end on, because it's, like, okay, I okay. know we're joking about, like, community building and everything, but he's, like, he's talking about, he's, that's, like, another tender song. He's, he's talking about how beautiful this person is, and, and then it sends him into a spiral about, like, how he want like, I wish I had friends like that. They'd always be there for me, and they wouldn't talk behind my back. <laughs> no, this is so true. Also, every single comment on song meetings is like, is he bisexual? Is he coming out as bisexual? Chris Conley is bisexual. <laughs> every right, single so just thing. just end it with that. Chris Conley, maybe bisexual? <laughs> <laughs> okay, and we're done. <laughs> <laughs>